going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Underdog and the Underdog Fantasy Family. We got the full crew tonight, Marty Party, Doc, and Lil Cheesecake. Lil Cheesecake is, uh, I'm still loving the camera. I'm loving the computer setup. You are a changed man. Mm-hmm. You are now the man of the people because you do not cut out on us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I can't I can't get away with not saying something right before the intro every week. Like that's that's gonna be on the on the YouTube where I'm just like, oh just mumbling something to myself as before we're starting. And I don't realize you've hit record yet. And we're that's like part of the fun. It's part of the fun, yeah. I should pay attention more, maybe. <laughs> Marty Party, I, I have you know, was looking I was looking at my team and Erod has become my MVP. And we talked about this last week. I don't know what it is. He is legit the best pitcher in baseball right now. I don't know how to explain it. What? How do you feel watching him become the Detroit Tigers ace that has been lacking since, dare I say, Justin Verlander? I mean, it's it's been a lot of fun. Even today versus the Mets, he looked really, really good. 1.81 ERA. Stat cast data looks good. He's not walking people at all. Career low 5.1 walk percentage gotta love it i mean i'm just i'm shocked their record's actually pretty good i don't know what's going on meanwhile the mets were they like eight and 24 or something ridiculous they're really bad i didn't realize how bad they were till i saw a tweet about it today the Mets um, aren't eight and 24 close to like 500 but it's not good are you sure about that hold on 16 and 16. Uh, I, someone lied to me on Twitter. I, saw, <laughs> I swear I saw. That, I would there. be surprised if they were. Someone literally put, I, I wish I could find the tweet. Someone <laughs> said they were 13 and 17, which <laughs> that is they were 8 and 24, and they were the worst team in the National League. Because the Cardinals only have 10 wins, if I'm not mistaken, right? Hey, you've been living under a rock, I swear. Yeah. Cardinals have 10. Cardinals are the worst team in the National League right now, which is also Woo-hoo! crazy in itself. Uh, and Doc, I know you. Uh, obviously are getting ready to try to watch your Nolan Ryan documentary. So we will not hold you up long tonight. I just want to say thoughts and prayers to Kyle, right? If you, um, if you listen to his post game press conference yesterday, he was really emotional about getting put on the aisle and, um, you know, just wish for a speedy recovery, you know, three, four weeks, get back into it. Hope he uh, comes back this season. I think they should, anybody that made a bet on him in terms of wins, they should just nullify the bet because he's not pitching enough for the bet to count. Just, just for his best interest and his health. Let's just not bet on his health and let's just nullify any bet. I hate you, David. <laughs> well, tonight we got a fun show for you guys. We've got all our great segments. We got some new stuff here too. We always are trying to mix it up for you guys, not give you the same exact stuff each and every week. But you do know we get started with always our W-O-W, Players of the Week, players that, yeah, Make you look like that baseball if you're watching on YouTube. And the first player who's coming off a three for four night tonight, uh, which those stats are not counted in here. Some of us bet a home run for him tonight, and he gave you four total bases instead, but no homer. But Jaron Duran <laughs> Duran over his last seven games, again, not talking tonight, a 417, 481, 750 slash line. He's got one home run, two RBIs, four runs, zero steals, but he stole two bases tonight. So that would actually be two steals if that was updated to today's game with a very manageable 24.6% strikeout rate, 80 percentile average and max exit velocity, and the ground ball rate being only 32.5%. 
is actually pretty decent, especially for where this guy came from and kind of what he'd been doing. Uh, so I got to ask here, uh, LC, I know you, Jaron Durant, he had the prospect type, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. he looks like a completely different hitter. Uh, and he's right now winning people weeks. Is he somebody that actually should be rostered rest of season? Or do you think this is kind of just a short term, uh, he'll be somebody that's on the waiver wire within a few weeks. No, I, well, you see, he's made a change. He's, he's, he's showing improved strikeout rate. He's showing, uh, improved Duran is showing improved walk rate as well. Uh, he, like you, you talked about the max exit velocity. I picked him up. I spent a pretty penny on him from in my TGFBI team, which is now, which, which has been hurting on offense. Uh, I started to tease there and uh, so I've been, I'm lagging in offense. I, I spent $98 on him because the chance for him to be that, that prospect breakout that, that he showed that he could have been coming up. Um, you know, last year we were, we were spending a lot to get him in, in fab last year. He was one of the fab blues guys last season. And I spent up for him in two leagues. I think he's a, I think he's a good, good, solid, upside bet and i would be i think he's a pickup in 12 and 15s um with with a with upside with that speed and i'm glad to hear he got two steals and the power yeah he's definitely uh you know even just looking at his stat cast page right now 54.8 percent hard hit rate uh never had even 40 percent hard hit rate in either of his seasons in the bigs k rate career low and the exit velocity a career high the launch angle is more than double what it's been in his career. It's, right now, it's over 16 degrees. Uh, it was barely like seven and a half the previous and two seasons. And that's good enough for power right there. Mm-hmm. You, you want it to be, you know, above 15 is pretty good for power. You get guys like Harper that live around 13 and produce a lot of power. Um, and, you know, his batting average is high right now. He's getting really good Babbitt bluff, but his XBA is still 272. So that that's if his batting average comes down to his XBA, that's a great batting average with the upside of the the power speed combo. Yeah, he's definitely looking like the real deal. We got our buddy Britton in the chat. A great podcast called It's Gone over at Sports Ethos. You got to make sure you check that out. Uh, so happy to see the triple play, guys. The best Duran Duran song. It's got to be listen, Rio. I don't listen to too much Duran Duran. What's which one is Rio? Her name is Rio, and she dances on the sand. That, Good. That one. Oh, okay. I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's the now. one. It's the one Govier turned into the Edwin Rio song. Oh year. my gosh! Did you remember that? That was great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to look up all these songs. I am so bad when it comes to music. Uh, Hungry like the wolf is is a classic. So, and you know, Duran Duran's one of those that, that like, I, I can't, none of these come to mind. Like the other two don't come to mind, but I know of you do a kill. If I listen to it, if someone put it on, I'd be like, oh, that's it. But uh, Duran mm-hmm. Duran's, you know, that's one of those bands I was growing, you know, I was a kid when all these songs came out, but Hungry Like the Wolf is, is one of, one of the best, but Rio, especially Doc's version. Come on, <laughs> come on. Stay for the, come for the baseball, stay for Doc singing Duran Duran. Um, all right, next player on our list, Jack Sawinski. Emphasis on the win because he's winning you your weeks in fantasy right now. Uh, over the last seven days, a 238 batting average, uh, not great, but three 333 OBP, 429 slug, one homer, six RBIs, 
three steals during that time. Uh, he's got a 958 OPS with six home runs, 18 RBI, and five steals, 10 runs scored in 23 games this season. That will play his season-long statistics here. Uh, and he's been, uh, he's been in, in uh, a big part of the Pirates lineup here, Marty. Uh, should we be taking him seriously if you see him in a 12-team league on your waiver wire? Are you picking him up? For a 12-team league, yeah, I'd pick him up for now and just ride the wave. I mean, what I'm seeing from him, it's like Joey Gallo-esque where the K percentage is through the roof, but he walks a ton. He's barreling the ball a ton, except for the five stolen bases. I mean, that's, that's really good. 250 average, 366 OBP with the 553 slug in a top 10. Yes, top 10 offense on the Pirates. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun watching him, and he's batting every day in the fifth fifth spot. And he's only 24 years old, so this this could be him. He is what about him. 10-team leagues, Martin? Would you add him? Uh, no, he's not. He's the. I actually am in a ten-team league, as David well knows, and he is currently <laughs> on the bench or the uh, the waiver wire. Why do you still have a ten-team league? I love my ten-team league. No, your ten-team league doesn't love you because if it did, it wouldn't let you actually participate in those. They should be banned. I respectfully disagree. Too too much. All right. Would you rather play in a ten-team league or a fifteen-team league? If I only had one, I'd pick the 15-team league because there's more players. Ah, that's all you need to hear right there. Yeah, that's fun. But I like having a 10-team league because I have so many 15-team leagues. Does that make sense? I know what you mean, but like with the 10-team leagues, I feel like there's so many studs on the waiver wire that like it it almost takes some... I mean, there is strategy because you have to play the better studs, but I feel like that it's just there's too much talent. It's like when you're talking about streamers, there's like half the league you can pick from. But in like a 12-team 12, 12 league, it's like it's a little bit slimmer pickings, and you have to be more strategic with it in that sense. Here who is, here's who's not rostered. Lars Newbar. These are the most, <laughs> the most owned people who aren't rostered. Lars Newbar at 63%. And then Bard, Alex Lang, Cabrian Hayes, Miranda, Flaherty. Yeah. Joey Manessis, if you're, if you're into that type of thing. He's been turning. I don't know if I'm into Joey Manessis. <laughs> no. Uh, we got our buddy on my team in the chat, what's up, Uncle? Uncle Ted, do you like 10-team 10, 10 leagues, or do you stay 12-15? Because, yeah, 10 is too shallow for me. This calls for a Twitter poll tomorrow morning. A Twitter poll? It could be, yeah. Well, uh, well the only thing I guess you would ask, like, do you play in 10-team leagues? Well, yeah, we could. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. We'll move on. Nick Senzel, yes, he's actually playing games. He's not hurt. Over his last seven games, a 423, 483, 808 slash line. Three home runs, seven RBIs, eight runs. He's got a steal and three walks to two strikeouts. He's got a 302 expected batting average, decrease in his K rate, and a better launch angle this season. Obviously, it's a very short sample size because he did not start the year healthy, but he's been on an absolute tear for the Cincinnati Reds, and he's playing pretty much every day right now. Uh, Eric, We've been down this road before. Are you buying into Nick Senzel? Are you picking him up at least until he gets hurt again? Or are you not even bothering? That might be the first time you've called me Eric on this podcast for the record. Here's the <laughs> nice thing I'll say about Nick Senzel. He's third base eligible in addition to outfield. And that's where the buck stops. He's played 19 out of 31 games this season. So he's already shown that he's missed some time at the beginning. Well, he missed the beginning of the season. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You, you, you bake it in that it's going to happen again. This is a guy that has never played more than 110 games in a season. And when you knew, when you look at some of the advanced metrics, he's in the third percentile of average exit velocity, max EV 52nd percentile, 
barrel percentage is in the 30th percentile. He has the benefit of playing in Cincinnati and he's on a hot stretch, but this is a guy that's never hit above 256 for um, the season. I think this is at the tail end of his hot stretch. And I know we've said that about like, um, you know, Taylor Larnach and, and um, Brent Rooker in previous weeks. But I think just from the sample size we've seen from Senzel, he's 28 years old. I think this is the flash of the prospect pedigree we've seen, but to expect this over the rest of the season or even a longer period of time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on it. Yeah. I wouldn't spend a lot of fab on him knowing that injuries could very This well is happen. like an ultimate sell high candidate. If you play in a 10 team league and somebody doesn't know who he is. A lot of 10 team league mentions uncle Ted talk says 10 team leagues are the hardest to win. Ted would know Ted's all over the place. Yeah. Every team is essentially stacked. Britain says 10 team leagues are fun. Britain, if Britain likes it, I can't hate on it. Uh, Senzel is only 27. <laughs> he's Stick Senzel feels like he's older than 27. His body, he's going to like have a walking cane when he's that, That's why I didn't invite him to the party last week. Marty's party, his, his uh, vertigo. Yeah, but Marty was right to keep him in the party because he, he was killing it over the weekend. But, yeah, but he doesn't care about his long-term health, and that's concerning. Uncle Ted likes Ezekiel Duran, even though he has no power so far this season. I, I, last time I checked, has he hadn't even had a home run yet? I mean, I can I can check right now, but when I looked, I, I want to say I looked like a week ago when he hadn't homered yet. Uh, he has three on the season. I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Ezekiel Tovar, not Ezekiel Duran. Sorry, <laughs> I got my Ezekiel's mixed up. Yeah, to- Tovar hit his first one just Did the he? other day. Yeah, okay. against the Brewers. Yeah, I wonder what the odds were on that one to hit a home run for him, his first of the season. Yeah, Ezekiel Duran's playing for the Rangers a lot. Three homers, 14 RBIs, a 324 batting average. He's looking good. Elite max EV. Definitely a, a, a solid pickup. Who actually didn't make this show, but he could have made it on the uh, hitter list, actually. Um, but yeah, the infield outfield eligibility. And I, I, Uncle, Uncle Ted, I was thinking of Ezekiel Tovar. That's my bad. I, mixed I was thinking of Ezekiel Elliott. All right. Or uh, is there another Ezekiel? I was thinking of Ezekiel Mendelssohn, my dog. <laughs> I was thinking of Ezekiel Bread. Or one of you guys have to help me out here. I can't think of another Ezekiel. I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, the Book of Ezekiel and the I don't know Old Testament. That's that's where that's where my mind goes. Um, Ezekiel. <laughs> you got you were going <laughs> Ezekiel. This is great podcast. Ezekiel, uh, I, I give up. It will come to me. It will come to me. If you're in the comments, you can tell us that another Ezekiel we're forgetting. Yeah, here. yeah. Um, let's yeah. talk about some pitching. And Tyler Wells of the Baltimore Orioles, first one up over his last three starts, 18 innings, 12 hits allowed, five earned runs, 15 strikeouts over that time. He's got a 3-3-4 ERA, a .77 whip, and a 27-6 K to walk rate over, 25, over his last 25 innings, retiring 14 of 16 at one point in his last start against the Kansas City Royals. Uh He's a Baltimore Orioles pitcher, and I feel like that they come on this show, we talk about them, and then they suck afterwards. Doc, is that the case again with Tyler Wells? Tyler Wells, I think, is going to be matchup dependent. He lacks the K upside. The most he has in a game is seven this season, but the majority has been have been five and under. But you look at the good games, six innings against the Royals, but mm-hmm. got the dub. He, against the Tigers in February, a game I went to, seven shutout innings. To begin the season versus the Rangers, five shutout innings. But against some of the tougher teams, Yankees gave up four earned. 
the Red Sox, two earned in 5.2 innings. So I think he's going to be matchup dependent. I do like that those are letting him pitch. He's uh, thrown 90 or more in his last three games, and that's something that we've seen historically is those have been a little bit more conservative with their starting pitching now, albeit it isn't the greatest, so they might not make it to 100. Mm-hmm. But if he's a free agent, I would add him in deeper leagues just because we see how decimated pitching has been. But I wouldn't go and uh, blow a lot of fab on him if he's available. I probably am avoiding him. I didn't have great strikeout stuff. And again, like many Orioles pitchers, he doesn't, if you don't have great stuff and you're at a team like, or division like the ALEs where they just hit and hit and hit. Uh, again, maybe if you, if you want to, like Doc said, pick him up in a, they're playing the Detroit Tigers. Sorry, Marty. Or if they're playing the Kansas City Royals like he just did. Uh, or teams like that, then I could see it. But yeah, I'm not like actively trying to spend a lot of fab to pick him up. I agree with you, Doc. Um, Ezekiel Ellie or Ezekiel is quoted by Jules in Pope Fiction. So, Doc, that's my Ezekiel. It's back to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Thanks for the help, Britton. That would be assist on that one. Uncle Ted says it's Bryce Miller time. And it definitely is Bryce Miller time as goodness gracious, did his slide get deleted off of my. The th- Why does this always happen? I had a Bryce Miller slide, and it's gone. Boo. Well, in the meantime, Ezekiel Jackson, professional right. wrestler. Well, to you, David. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to upload the uh, the Bryce Miller slide to go with Can we the, go to Vince Velasquez then? Yeah, we're going to talk about Vince Velasquez first. Uh, Vince Velasquez, who unfortunately left his start after three innings today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was I, I read like a scare. It was just a uh, – they said – from what I read that they don't think it's something that's going to be serious. Uh, but before today, over his last four starts, 25 innings with 25 strike or 25 innings with 28 strikeouts, three earned runs allowed that time. Uh, it's his fourth straight quality start. And he has a one Oh eight ERA during that span, averaging 10.1 strikeouts per nine innings. He's also throwing his best swing and Mitch pitch, which is the slider twice as much as he did last year. Uh, those are all tangible changes that seem to be very realistic in terms of what we can expect from him. Uh, if you have a really good pitch and you're just throwing it more, that's usually going to lead to good results here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, again, he was hurt, but Art, is if he is in line for his next start, no harm, no foul, is he somebody on the waiver wire you'd pick up? Um, I'd, I think he's probably hurt. Um, he was showing diminished velocity right before, and he had labored through the previous inning battling to get out of it. So I, I, I am concerned he's hurt, especially because he was because of the decreased velocity and the elbow rubbing that was people were talking about, you know, it's been an epidemic of elbow rubbing and elbow injuries. So I, I am worried about it. Um, I'm looking to see if maybe they call up Luis Ortiz. Mm-hmm who might be another prospect pitching pickup for us in a future week if he's down. Uh, but Velasquez was, was looking very good. He was looking very good. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he was looking, he was 12 team. He was 12 team uh, eligible. I think so. Definitely a team streamer if he, if he's healthy, but uh, I do think he's hurt. We will have to keep an eye on that. Obviously if he's hurt, do not go worry to pick him up. This next player, though, Bryce Miller, uh, is going to be going for a lot of fab. And if you were lucky enough to pick him up in your league, um, that's very good for you because six innings with 10 strikeouts, only two hits and one earned run allowed, no walks in Bryce Miller's debut 
as our buddy Ted Talks put in the chat, uh, he said it is Bryce Miller time. And just like that, perfect through five innings in his debut, striking out five of the first six batters he's faced. Heavy fastball usage in that start, about a 70% usage. Marty Party, there's been a lot of great pitching prospects been coming up over the last few weeks. Mason Miller, Gavin Stone, Brandon Fatt, uh, so many guys. Is he one of your favorites? Is he somebody you would actively put a lot of fab on if he's out there in a fab league? What are your thoughts yeah. about him long-term? He's 1A, 1B with Taj Bradley right now. And I even give him the 1A nod because he's up at this point. So I'm going to be dropping Major K-ish on him yeah. this week in fab. Probably two... Man, what do you guys think? Do you think he'll be two two sixty? I'm gonna say he goes like in the high, like like one ninety to two hundred. Yeah, you're not in the leagues I'm in, man. In I, I think I think it depends on league by league because like some people in mine are down to like the three four hundreds. Yeah, um, I I agree with David though. That's like what Mason Miller was too, and he was getting a lot of hype too. I I feel like that's kind of like he went where for people are. Twenty three in Glarf. Did he really? Yeah. So yeah, and uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Bryce Miller. So ten Ks over those six innings. The fastball upper nineties. The curveball looked good. The the sh- uh, slider was sharp. I mean, he's the only pitcher to ever have that great of success and not win that game for uh, a rookie debut. So that was pretty brutal. But mm-hmm. um. For, for us who have lost, you know, the Robbie Rays or maybe you have, you have Verlander, you have Scherzer or those other 50 pitchers who are supposed to be great and they've been brutal all year, I'm you got to be spending money on him and picking up Miller as soon as possible. All right, Marty's putting his stamp of approval on Bryce Miller. That's the guy that he says to go get. Uh, Cheesecake, you have a fan in the chat, our guy Forrest. Uh, who, I do see him in some streams uh, checking in with you. Um, but he said... Uh, Pitching looks like a single woman over 40. <laughs> That's a pretty hell of a comparison. Jesus. Wow. That's brutal. What are you doing? I get this guy on the show sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right. Before. That's hilarious. That's brutal. That's that's rough. Tough talk, I mean, man. Can't have kids at that point or, or most oh likely. God, Dave. What? You're alienating. He went down this really weird road. to the show. Come on. He went down this really weird road. <laughs> it's late night. Yes, it is. We're, we're talking about Ezekiel's women over 40. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. The Oviedo was dropped. I would add him fast as Uncle. You dropped him my 10 team league today. You dropped you had him on your 10 team lot roster? Mean. Somebody did. I didn't have him. Are they in last place? <laughs> I don't know. I'll check. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. He was brutal last week. Uh he he did have diminished velocity in his last start. So if he gets that velocity back, I think he'll be okay. Um, the Mariners are stacked with Emerson Hancock and uh, Prelander as well. So that those are obviously true other good Seattle Mariners uh, pitchers to pick up. Um, yeah, I think uh, Uncle Ted making his stamp that Bryce Miller is going to be this year's Strider. So man, we're a fifth in the season. You, yeah. you had to call that Strider in back in March. Force <laughs> says we are going to have a, a lawsuit from the weight culture, oh, and we will get some Bud Light to, that may sponsor or sued, but Bud Light will sponsor us. If we had Bud Light sponsoring us, wouldn't that be pretty awesome? That would be absolutely amazing. I would drink a Bud Light every single show we did. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I might even bring two Bud Lights. We're, we're, <laughs> we're wandering into we're wandering into a social media <laughs> maelstrom. Let's let's move on. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Oh, <laughs> uh, Forcey, you got me on a path here. All right, 
let's go and let's talk about bring out your dead players that were hurting you this past week. That's right. And, uh, you just want to get off your chest. So go ahead, Elsie. Bring out your dead. Yes, sir. We are back for bring out your dead for this week on uh, May, the first week of May week. What is this week? Six week, six of the baseball season about, and uh, you know, there's been a lot of hurt going on. I personally am feeling some hurt. My, my catchers, Danny Jansen, who I propped up, he was in my MySpace top eight. He said I had a rough start to his season. He's, I, ha- I can't drop him though. There's no other catchers on the wire, man. There's nothing out there unless you like Jose Trevino. And I don't like Jose Trevino much more than Danny Jansen. <laughs> Probably less still, but we're getting close. It's getting close. Uh, you guys sent in some some great bring out your deads. Uh, we're going to start with... Uh, with the, you know, Doc talks about Abreu and, uh, you know, uh, we got our, our uh, Abreu has been really rough this season, still hitting up in the line. We got a, there, Dusty Baker has shown some uh, trust in the veteran, uh, more criticism of Dusty Baker's lineups, hitting, uh, you know, hitting him up with Tucker um, back. Abreu has moved down from four. I think I saw that recently, but he has not been hitting well. No home runs, 20 runs plus RBIs on the season, hitting 232. Abreu actually rated 618 on the uh, on the player radar. Andrew, Andrew brought up Abreu as well. Uh, I want to talk about Nolan Arenado, Doc's man. Doc's I, I just want to say, Jose Abreu has one home run in his last 85 games. That's crazy. It is really nuts. Yeah, his uh, his his launch is his uh, his the profile thing that started with Chicago last season has continued into this season. He's got to cut that goatee. That's my theory. It's the goatee. <laughs> He's got to pull the ball down, the, you know, hit the ball down the left field line. That's what he has to do. Yeah, it starts with confidence by by trimming that ugly facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jesus. ugliness, ugliness. You know, it, it, it's one of the one of the ways that you evaluate people. Do they look confident? And and if so, pick him up. Nolan Arenado looks confident, but he's not been hitting well this year. He's hitting, he's number 308 on the player raider. But if you look at his stat cast page, all blue, only 27 runs plus Ooh, RBIs, two chilly. home runs, one stolen base on the air, two home runs for Arenado. With his track record, you hope he picks it up. Well, he's a cardinal. So for your fantasy team, you hope he picks him up. But uh, but uh, you got to hold them. I, I feel that that's our boy. Uh, that's that's champ. That's triple players ball champ. Tony Tambo there uh, missing missing out on Arenado so far. I, I real quick, Elsie. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go for it. Um, I did hear that they were talking about he did get hit with a uh, a pitch in the World Baseball Classic on his hand, and they said he's seemed off ever since that's happened. I don't know if like there's like an injury that he's has that he's just like not talking about, but he was in the WBC. He was one of the best players for the team. And that happened, I believe towards the end of the WBC. Um, I don't wonder if there's a correlation there or not. Hands. Yeah. Hands are really important for your power. The hand injury. If you know, obviously it's not, he's trying to play through it. If, if it's still hurting him. Yeah. then it's yeah then clearly it's shown in the performance. Um, our man, Dave Swan comes back. This is an Andrew Heaney tweet, isn't it? And man, Heaney, <laughs> a lot of hope in him, you know, Oh, he'll be great. 
he just you can't be sure how many innings you're going to get from him. His innings so far, he's he's been healthy, not that great. Five point five two ERA, one point three WHIP on the season. Uh, tough, tough times. Um, let's see, where's the next one? And our uh, and uh, a few other people brought up. Uh, Jesse Winker was brought up. Jesse Winker currently no home runs. Uh, on the season, Jesse, Jesse Stinker, as Jesse Stinker, as suggested yeah. last week. Yeah, um, yeah, Jesse Stinker, as suggested last week, was brought up. I lost my slide for that too. Um, our boy, uh, we we have Jose Ramirez brought up. He's an interesting conversation. He's sixty sixth on the player radar, um, five home runs, three stolen bases. Um, oh, Varsho is someone yeah. who I've had. He's picked it up this week couple home runs this week. Uh, but Varsho was someone who was killing me. I picked him. He's one of the reasons why my TGFBI team is so poor this year as well. Yeah. yeah. But he's picked it up. Two home runs this week at least. Um, also talked about Johan Oviedo. David, you brought up Johan Oviedo. His last two starts, 11 earned runs. Yep. Killer. So, bueno. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that big beginning to the season, all that love room came down the last two starts. Uh, Max Scherzer, Marty, I feel for you there. I had I, I loved the reply to your tweet of because uh, you bring it up, Max. Max just coming back to you saying, "Keep talking, keep talking, buddy." It was the best. Uh, but Scherzer actually having a rough, rough start to his season. Currently ranked below Heaney and Oviedo on the player radar because of that suspension and that dog of a performance on his first game back against Detroit. Um, <clears throat> also Gunnar Henderson, tough start to his season, but uh, some signs he's coming back around with the bat a little bit more punch of late, still only five thirty-four on the player Raider. So uh, some of these guys, of course are not, you can't throw them on the cart yet. You're not going to throw a Brayu on the cart. I wonder when your top hundred pick gets droppable. That's tough. Mm -hmm. That's a tough one. Brayu's tough. Gunner's tough. If he stays down there, that's a tough hold as well. But uh, they're tough. I think Winker. You can get. You can throw him on, the, gone. on the cart. He, He's yep. gone. We'll take him away. Oviedo's. A, I, I mean, Uncle Ted likes him. I. I think you can drop him uh, if if you feel like it. Uh, Heaney, Heaney, Texas is so good. I'm, I'm, I may, I may put him on the bench and see if he can right the ship a little bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're gonna take it off this week and and watch. I'll take him away, and uh, back to you guys. All right, a couple comments uh, while Elsie was helping us clear our all the the dead out of our uh, existence here. Worst beard ever, Abreu. Literally a $100 million man who looks homeless. Does Jose Abreu have a really bad beard? It's bad. Yeah, I think I, it's cool. I actually haven't seen it. I have to Google it. And uh, he also, Uncle Ted's been driving the Dane Dunning truck for a long time now. Uh, the David Mendelssohn truck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't. I get. I need to see if Dane Dunning can keep it up. I'm not actively still looking at him. I mean, maybe I'll it'll bite me in the butt. But Uncle Ted, if if he ends up being one of the best pickups of the year, I'm. I know who we need to go to to uh to give that shout out to. 
Um, the Teoscar trade that Blue Jays made looks great, uh, great. The lefty reliever is lights out right now for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, that reliever who it is. Swanson. Swanson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That beard is ugly. Thank you. It's like it's it's got it's like a. a I can't do it. That doc showed it to me for those listening to the podcast. No, I think it was a good trade for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. They were able to work that out. Um, so Dunning is starting next against Seattle at Seattle. I I, I may do that. Uncle I Ted, may, we may have to have like a watch stream for that. Just I may he, do that. If he does well, yeah. uh, you can gloat all you want. Uh, you would be the first to call that. Britain says put uh, Craig Kimbrell on the. Oh, we all knew Craig Kimbrell, though. Goodness gracious, he got oh, no. he blew up. We'll we'll throw him on. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fully he's fully dead of the plague, Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, uh, Jen. Yeah, J Rod's been very disappointing. Juan Soto mostly disappointing. He's heated up recently. Um, Machado obviously has been disappointing. I'm just reading some of the names in the chat of just disappointing names that uh, Matt Mervis has been called up, which. We talked about on our prospect show, which is good. Uh, And then uh, we also got to put Eric Hosmer on the cart too, LC. He's gone. Uh, The chat's live tonight. I I can't even keep up with all the comments. We we need, we need, yeah, Mervis, uh, we need some offense. We've been sputtering a little bit lately. Washington is shutting us down. So, uh, you know, we've, we've had a little bit of trouble scoring runs after our hot start. So it's time for Matt Mervis. It is time. Never nervous, Matt Mervis time. <laughs> Uncle Ted said he has a braid like a butt pirate. <laughs> that is pretty bad. Uh, and then Will Smith, if you need a closer, he's getting a lot of the saves right now in Texas. Uh, there, yeah. So again, if you want to hop in the chat anytime, if you're listening to the podcast, we I try to read as many of them as that come in. It always makes the show a lot more fun. So everybody that that's in the chat, we always appreciate you guys. Uh, let's go next. Let's uh, let's head a little bit to uh, Mar or. Really quick, the most added and dropped players. Most added for the week, headed by our guy, Brett Rooker. Two-timer on the show. I was tempted to put him on a third time just because, just to troll you guys, because he has been absolutely dominating. Uh, added in 47% of leagues, Jack Sawinski, Tyler Wells, Tanner Bybee, uh, Vince Velasquez, Brandon Drury, Drew Smiley, and Jared Duran. The most dropped players being... Right now, Robbie Ray, who actually was announced today, he's getting Tommy John surgery. Kyle Bradish, Kenta Maeda, Johan Oviedo, Jake McCarthy, Jose Quijada, AJ Minter, and Dre Jameson on that list. In terms of games for next week, if you are watching, you can see the team schedules on the screen. If you are listening to the podcast, Atlanta, Boston, Toronto, and Philly all play five games. Every other team plays at least six, six or seven games. So again, Atlanta, Boston, Toronto, and Philly play five. All right, next segment. Let's go ahead and let's head over to Marty. I believe you wanted to talk about your, uh, your, is it going to be your Marty's party? Is it going to be your two-star pitchers? I don't even know the order we're doing the segments anymore, but typically we go with the two starters, right? Let's now. go with two starters. Let's All right. Let's All get cracking. Let's do it. So this is going to be coming up your two start pictures for the week of May 8th through May 14th. Starting with Gwen, Gwen, I, your doc was right. I didn't say hi to you last week. I mean, I'm very sorry. I hope you're doing well. Really quick, um, Marty. Um, yeah. 
I have not looked yet. my love to Gwen. Keep in mind that we have Uncle Ted in the chat, and he has, and Dane Dunning's a two-start guy next week. Is he? So you're going to have to uh, explain to him wherever you have him. I don't know if I even have him on there, so I might have to take a look. Who? Someone give me a schedule, and I will do like a little. uh, We'll do it at the end, uh, where we want him. So yeah, no doubters for uh, next week. Shane McClanahan at Baltimore at the Yanks. Logan Gilbert versus Texas at Detroit. Julio Urias at Milwaukee versus San Diego. And Logan Webb versus Washington at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Julio Urias is a little tricky, but I, I approve so far. I'm loving the Logan Gilbert in there. It makes me feel good. I mean, what, what what about Urias that stands out to you that maybe you think? Um, um, a little bit, little bit tougher schedule. I mean, when you look at the uh, at Milwaukee and San Diego, those are two of the better offenses. I'm more worried about the park in Milwaukee. San Diego's so hit or miss, and he, Urias has been one of the best pitchers of the last two full years. He's doing well this year. XERA looks good. He's not walking people. So, yeah, we're splitting hairs. Everyone's starting him. No one's not going to start him. He gave up six earned at the Pirates a couple weeks ago, then five that was weeks ago. Cubs before that. That was weeks ago, Doc. He's, he's, he's not a good road pitcher this year. Moving on to the should-start pitchers here. Uh, Dylan Cease at the Royals versus the Astros. Marcus Stroman versus the Cardinals at Minnesota. Hunter Brown, your boy, David, at the Angels mm-hmm. at the White Sox. Nestor Cortez versus Oakland versus Tampa Bay. Um, Mitch Keller versus Colorado at Baltimore. Eduardo Rodriguez, Erod now at Cleveland versus the Mariners. And Tanner Bybee, yes, the Bybee has made it all the way up to a should start going against Detroit and then the Angels. And shout out to Mitch Keller. He's been my boy coming into this year and he's done really well. So this is why you get the cute little photo of him. Look at that. Look how good he looks. Looking pretty good. Confident. And good. Anthony DiSclafani, as Uncle Ted has been balling, is he no. in? We don't talk positive about him. <laughs> That's like it cost you $600 or anything. I love that you brought him up because I highlighted him on I, Risky Business. I know it, Marty. I just know these things. He is the guy I highlighted for Risky Business next, next week because it's, yeah, he has been really good lately. But at the same time, and this is closer to like the Kyle Friedland rule, like it's still Tony Disco. Like, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's very hard to, um, uh, buy into him, but yeah, uh, Tony Disco versus Washington at Arizona. Um, if you're if you're in a 15 team league, I mean, you probably really do have to start them. Maybe roll the dice in a 10 or 12, but I would stay away. Um, Lucas Giolito versus the White Sox at Kansas City. Don't worry about that Houston thing there. Uh, Zach Eflin at Baltimore at the Yanks. Merrill Kelly versus Miami versus the Giants. Graham Ashcraft versus the Mets at Miami. Andrew Heaney versus the or at Mariners at Oakland and John Gray at Mariners at Oakland as well. I gotta add, say, Marty, Golden Graham Ashcraft in risky business. I, isn't he giving up two earned runs or less in every start this season? No, he hasn't. And I'm gonna tell you why. Let me bring up. Let me, let me bring up Mr. Graham Cracker. I'm pretty sure. I mean, yes. if it were, has he? He's yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in 36 innings. He, oh, he this did. is what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. Here's here's my thing. K percentage, 18%. Walk percentage, almost 11%. XERA of almost four. So he's clearly pitching over, you know, he, he's doing way better. He does not have any type of whiff pitch. He can't strike anybody out. Um, yeah, he's he's done well so far, and I have him actually in multiple leagues, so I'm rooting for him. But, you know, Mets, I don't like that. 
Marty. At Miami, that one's that one's okay. I mean, maybe a should starter. I mean, that's where I would bump him. Ten team league? Would you put? Would you start him in a twelve team yeah, league? But no one's playing in ten team leagues. What about a twelve team, David? Would you start <laughs> him in a twelve team? Yeah, I would. I would. All right, um, Marty, I, I'm gonna have to chime in here. Um, you know, I, I like John Gray as a person. He's very respectable. He's a and good he takes guy. Time out to John, talk John Gray's a good guy. Wait a second, <laughs> I forgot. Just, just uh, before we continue here. Uh, for those, that, I think it was a few weeks ago that you misspelled like four names wrong in the uh, when you did this, and mm-hmm. <laughs> Uncle Ted said at least you spelled Eflin's name right. This time. I got it. This, uh, you know what? When you're when you copy and paste, you know you're yeah. you're less likely to to make a mistake. And now with Eflin, I actually like what I'm seeing from him, and he's building yeah. back up. He threw 67 pitches his first time out. He threw 74 pitches last time out. Two good, but you know, two good teams on a road. He's on a on a pitch count. So, um, I, I like when Lucas Giolito has to face the, face the White Sox next week. Yeah, don't worry about that. Um, and I, I just <laughs> I have to air this out about John Gray. Um, two strikeouts and four straight starts. The K percentage, K minus walk percentage this year is three point eight. Um, I don't care that he faces Oakland. He gave up, I think, four earned last time. Expected ERA six point one eight. Like Marty, you can't. You can't have John Gray in this. He's in a take a seat tilt. He's a take a seater. So he is a take a seater, and and you know how much this pains me to say. <laughs> John, he's a fan. John's a big fan of the show. Fangraphs, Fangraphs actually has Dunning and and Heaney as the two starts. Ooh, so, that so that's so, what it was. So, so if Dunning does get a two start, would would he be a risky business, or 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 would he be? Would would you put him up at a should? I don't think there's been a point in my life where I've had him anything. I think risky business is like best case scenario usually yeah. for me with Dunning. But let's see. So he's got uh, 20.1 innings pitched, 11 strikeouts. He's not walking people, and he's limiting hard contact. But he can't – 13.9 strikeout percentage. It's one of the worst strikeout pitchers in all of baseball. I'd rather not. Yeah. I, you know? I mean, Uncle- unless you, you have to, I guess. He's a risky business. Yeah. Uncle Ted, where would you – what category would you put Dane Dunning in? Because yeah. that's your guy. Like, like, yeah. not non-biased aside, would you like put him in risky business? Would you put him Must in should start? start? I'd love to see the the category because that's 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 his guy. Um, F one's definitely been a beast. Uh, yeah, Marty did his <laughs> bell things a few weeks ago. That was funny. Uh, for us, I think we you were talking have, about that making a I, segment. Just Marty. Well, I was going to say, you guys have you guys may not have caught each one. I, I work them in, so you guys got. Did you actually this week? I, I'm not telling you when I'm going to. I'm just saying it might be part of the show. I think you just, just mess with us sometimes. Just so Eric, that might be part of it too. Uh, moving on to the take a seat. So starting uh, these guys, you, no thanks. I'd rather not pitch them. Uh, Miles, Miles, Michaelis at the Cubs at Boston, Eric Lauer versus the Dodgers versus the Royals, Michael Waka at twins at Doyers, Kyle Freeland. Yes. I'm sitting Kyle Freeland. You ever notice when I'm right about something? No, I don't get any texts from anybody and saying, Hey dude, you know what? You were right. Kyle Freeland was really bad. That was a great call, man. I, I, I probably should have shouted you out. I get nothing like that. Let the record show. No one says it. Marty, you don't even text me back half the time. I'm working on it. Uh, at Kyle Freeland at Pittsburgh versus Philly. Joey Lucchese at the Reds at Washington. Braxton Garrett. Oh, I hope no one pitched him last uh, last time out. That was brutal. At the Diamondbacks versus Cincy. Uh, Michael Lorenzen. I had people trying to tell me Michael Lorenzen was going to be good for the Tigers, and I'm, I'm glad that he's not because I was right. Uh, at Cleveland versus the Mariners, Clark Schmidt. Sorry, Johnny. Didn't Johnny uh, think he was going to be great this year? Uh, I kind of like Clark Schmidt. Uh, yeah. No, you, what? No. Go look at his stats. You won't. 
Schmidt versus Oakland versus Tampa Bay. Zach Granke versus White Sox at Milwaukee. J.P. Sears at the Yanks versus Rangers. Trevor Williams at the Giants versus the Mets. Jordan Lyles, White Sox at Milwaukee. Connor Siebold at Pittsburgh versus Philly. Drew Zukinski Rusinski at the Yankees versus Texas. And Kyle Gibson, my boy, take a seat. First Tampa, first Pittsburgh. I like the list. Um, I don't think I have too much of a problem with that part of it. Uh, there is a couple of things that I would highlight real quick. Would you drop uh, forces? Would you drop Crone for more for Mervis if you got uh, Christian Walker? I wouldn't drop Crone. Mm-mm. No. Um, in a ten-team league, yes. Twelve yeah. or above, I'd keep. I'd keep Crone. And. Uh, Uncle Tess says he would take, he would put Dunning in risky business and would take him over all these names. So I think you had, uh, sounds like you guys are on the same page with that. Oh, uh, really quick with Clark Schmidt, 5.99 X ERA. He has, oh man, they're slugging the ball like crazy often. 20, 20 strikeouts, his last three starts facing the Blue Jays, Rangers, and Guardians. And they all strike out a lot. Not the Guardians, uh-huh. though. And he would get the Oakland A's next week in one start? Yeah, but then the Rays. That's a risky business to me. I wish I played MLB The Show. You used to play uh, when it was on the Xbox 360. No, that was 2K. I, I, I was MLB 2K. Since 07. But uh, he says you play it because you see Clark Schmidt's potential. I do. <laughs> I'm actually about to buy a PS5, I think. Uh, that You get MLB The Show for free. Oh, don't tell me that become a gamer again doc loves a good deal <laughs> hell yeah you get like tw- like 20 free games or something if you now buy a ps5 i'm going to i think yeah oh i'm going to i've been playing uh at work i've been playing ncaa every day or like not every day but like every few days because like work my co-workers and like whenever you have your your off period like they're like all right you have mm-hmm. to go play you have to go play your game so like we start like you have your team and you play the uh the computer is they catch everything. So if you throw a pick, they'll catch it every time. So their sliders are all the way up for their catching. And their sliders are all the way up for them breaking tackles. See, mom and dad, you guys were wrong. We never had to grow up. We talked fantasy exactly. baseball and we played video games at work. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. I haven't played video games in years. And now I've been playing like multiple times a week, just playing NCAA. And it's like fantastic. So yeah, now I want to buy a PS5. It's uh, pretty dope. Makes there. sense. Makes sense. There's, there's a lot of good games out there. We could do like a, a stream one time of like MLB the show. That'd be fun. Or I love me some FIFA too. I play FIFA, but I don't, I, I need to get me something. I'll, I'll have to come up to New Jersey and play video games just like I did when I was a kid. So what we'll do, we'll do, we can, we could even, we have to make a, uh, a Twitch at some point. Uh, but we'll all like do like, we all will have drinks. We'll all be like playing MLB the show and we could have like a stream or something like that with anybody that wants to hop in. That sounds fun. That'd be great. So yeah, that'd be a good time. Um, all right, back on track here. Let's go to Doc and let's talk about your uh, doctor's your, street, office. your doctor's office players. Yes. Yeah, gotta gotta show this good picture because when I do, it's just breeding good luck. And you know, last week went three and zero with a one point oh five WHIP or one point oh five ERA, one point oh one WHIP. And 16 strikeouts in 17.2 innings, just rolling through. Mm. So, who are your who are your picks last weekend again? Sorry, I wanted uh, Erod against the O's, Vince Velasquez against the Nats, Josiah Gray against the Pirates. Josiah Gray. 
all mm-hmm. owned in less than 50% of ESPN leagues. And the first one is going to be a softball, but Mason Miller is only owned in 9% of ESPN leagues, which is crazy. So you got to go out and get him if he's there, but he's had at least five Ks in every start. Faces at Kansas City, who have the second worst record, and they're 2-14 and 14 at home. Yes, you heard that correctly, 2-14 and 14 at home. I'm not jealous of the marketing person that has to pump up the crowd when it's a given that your team is losing all the time in front of their fans. And for rookies being on pitch counts, he threw 100 pitches last outing, so pretty encouraging. Then we're going to look at Mackenzie Gore, first repeat on here, owned in 22.6% of ESPN leagues. It is a 3-2 and two record, which when you think about the Nationals, a pitcher actually having a winning record is kind of an anomaly. But the Nats have scored four plus in three out of his six outings. And when you look at his baseball savant page, all four of his pitches that he throws have increased their velo, which is why I think we're seeing better results out of him. Um, there, there was, you know, rumors of kind of elbow soreness last season. Um, and I think that's kind of put it behind him. Tough challenge against the Diamondbacks, but they've scored 33 runs in their last seven home games where they've gone three and four. They had a recent stretch in Colorado, so I'm taking out those numbers. And the last one, Todd Smiley. And you're saying, why why aren't you saying Drew? Because you Drew's it not wrong, Doc. You spelled it, you spelled Drew wrong. <laughs> because Drew's not his first name. His name is Todd Andrew Smiley. So I'm going to call him Todd, <laughs> calling him his birth name. That's funny. 30% of e- 30.3% of ESPN leagues. He's gone at least five and five out of six games. The one he didn't was the season opener when he went 4.2. And he's in the 93rd percentile of average exit velocity. And what I've noticed a lot this year is guys like him and Wade Miley, because they don't throw as hard, A, they're staying healthy and they're not getting hit as hard. Mm-hmm. Drew Smiley has been relying heavily on the curveball sinker combo this year. He throws it about 93% of the time, just between those two pitches. And he's going to face the Marlins who scored 99 runs on the season, second lowest in the major leagues. So fire him up. Unless you're cheesecake, you put him on your bench for the second straight time. There you go. And it's on his <laughs> team too. Um, oh man. Uncle Ted. We are golfers here, so don't worry. We play we play real sports like golf. Trust me. Um, and uh, one thing I will bring up, Uncle Ted's brought up Bailey Ober a little bit. Are you guys liking Bailey Ober? Would you stream him? I spent $66 on him in, I think, Galar for TGFBI, one of those leagues, and the next closest was like 26 So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I'm pretty into him. <laughs> Overspent. Oh, Oberspent. God damn it, David. That's a good one. I overspent. (laughs) Uh, 159 ERA, 10 strikeouts and 11.1 innings, 1.06 whip. The walks are actually really a lot higher this year than they've been. Um, But the expected ERA is still respectable at around a 350 uh, expected ERA. The max EV right now is elite. He's only allowing a 104.8 max EV, top 10% in baseball. Uh, not letting Pitters barrel the ball. I, I I think you could go a lot worse than him. I don't think Bailey Ober is a bad player to add or stream. In that David, game. I want to ask you real quick. I'm putting you on the spot here, but about Hunter Brown. So I was doing some digging on him. Are you mm-hmm. aware that his slider went from his least thrown pitch to now his most thrown pitch? It was he used it 13 percent of the time last year. Now it's thir- nearly 35 percent of the time. Have you ever seen anything like that? 
where a guy completely introverts his, you know, or flips his whole arsenal, and then he actually has more success. I just thought that was interesting. Didn't know if you, you know, you've been been looking under his hood lately since he's your boy. Yeah, I heard. I forgot which podcast I heard them mention that, and I like. I, I kind of thought it was interesting. I, I'm sure there's other players that have done it before, but like just looking at his profile and what he did last year compared to this year, like last year he didn't really have an elite whiff pitch. Like the the slider last year, 26 points, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, the curveball last year, 30.4% whiff rate. That was his best. Uh, this year the slider's kind of taken that, that roll 29.4%. So right around that, uh, but he needs whiffs and like all the other pitches are not doing it. So um, I, I'm guessing that he wanted to try to get more strikeouts, more uh, miss more bats. And that's why he, he went with the slider. Cause that's what the slider does. Uh, Probably with, an, with a more extended pitch count, he's actually able to pitch two more strikeouts. So that probably, I mean, the Astros, man, they know how to develop. It's just mm-hmm. great. I just thought that was cool. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Uh, and the ground ball rate is uh, still actually very good, even though it's down from last year. He's still there's a lot of things to still like in his profile, even though he hasn't been as consistent as we'd like. Yeah, his walks are a little high. What is a ten point seven? That needs to get down. Yeah, um, and he, Bailey Ober is six foot eight. I forgot he is also yeah very tall. So that's always yeah. The ball comes out differently. Bailey Ogre. <laughs> I got yeah. him. Ooh. I got him for thirty six with the backup bid of thirty five in uh, in Darf. No, in, in one of my 12-team leagues last week. One of my, and that was the uh, closest win I've had all season. It, was, it felt felt really good. That Those $1 wins feel super good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I muted Brown. myself, and that might have been the funniest thing Marty said on this pod. Bailey Ogre. <laughs> uh, Hunter Brown is the second fastest slider in baseball, only to DeGrom. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Watch that elbow, son. Yeah, I'm going to be scared about his elbow. Uh, is Forrest Willie going to come finally? I'm not, even if he does, I don't think there's anything there. Forrest, Forrest Whitley is is damaged goods at this point to me. Um, all right, let's go and let's uh, Marty. You have your Marty's party this week. Yeah, let's go to the party here. Where where are we at? Here we are. There I am at a nice young age. Marty's party. Okay, we're. I mean, one of these guys looks uh, pretty familiar. So. Do we just skip over? Do we? I think Jaron's going to go to the party. We're just going to skip over that. We already know he's going to the party, so it's between these two: Carlos Santana versus the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, the old, the old man, dude. I know you don't. It kind of brings the vibe down, you know, inviting the older guy to the party. But you know, I think he brings a lot. You know, I think he'll bring he'll bring a lot of maturity to it. Santana slashing two seventy eight, three fifty five, seven ninety on the Pirates. He has one hundred eight at bats. He's playing nearly every single day. Home versus Toronto. Like I said, it's an improved. Uh, Really improved private, uh, Pirates offense. And then Elias Diaz, the catcher for the Rockies. So this is the first time uh, a catcher has possibly been invited to the party. Dude, he's been killing it. He's only 38% rostered. He's batting 347, three home runs, 14 RBI. And we know he plays um, half his games at Coors. So for this weekend, is Carlos Santana coming to the party? Or are we finally going to invite a catcher? David, who do you want? I can Who's tell you that. He's already going. I can tell you this, Carlos Santana being there means LC is going to be there because they're a package deal. That is, that is his boy. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a Carlos Santana stan. All right, Doc. Um, so I'm going to do this the entire season of not actually looking into numbers and just give narratives of why you would or wouldn't want someone there. 
And Carlos Santana smashed a television when he was with the Phillies in 2019 because they played Fortnite during a game. And you wouldn't want you wouldn't want somebody potentially breaking a TV of yours. So you're inviting Elias Diaz. That's good. I, I didn't know that. That's good. Art. I love that you put a catcher up here. When I saw that you had a catcher as potentially coming this weekend, I thought you you can't put a catcher up there and then not invite him. That's that's like doubly cruel. Um, but I I'd have more I I'd have more faith in said Santana than Diaz on the road. So I'm going to go with Santana. Art, you're using your brain, and we appreciate that. But that is not what Marty's party is for. Uh, yeah, I had to bring the catcher, man. Elias Diaz, he's been absolutely incredible for you, though. You know, 12, 15 team leagues, he's probably still on the wire there, unless you're like, you know, one of like the long, like the, the NFBCs. But yeah, uh, Diaz and Duran, you guys are going to the party. All right. And uh, to bring up Forrest's point, no, uh, it's not because Carlos Santana played Fortnite. He was angry that other players were playing Fortnite during a game. He's a party pooper. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then I know, Marty, I, I feel like I'm the bouncer. <laughs> I'm only 5'5", five, five, 135, but damn it, I feel like the bouncer at this party. I you were heavier than that. You're 135? I, maybe, maybe like 137 on a good day. I thought probably. you were like 140 or 145. You know what? That's what happens when you decrease your alcohol. You lose a couple pounds. <laughs> I didn't know you were decreasing your alcohol, though, either. And that's what happens when you have a girlfriend. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. I think we're on Doc's best bets, and then we'll uh, finish out the night with a little bit of a round table. So go ahead, Doc. Yeah, so just one best bet this week. And this is going to be if you have DraftKings. Right now, it's the Yankees to miss the playoffs at plus 195. And this was much greater odds before the season started, but I still think there's value there. Carlos Rodon had a setback with his back. Who knows if he pitches again this year? Aaron Judge is on the aisle with a hip issue. Right now, the Yankees have played 19 home games, 13 on the road, where they're 6-7. and seven. And right now, they're last in the AL East. And let me tell you, if anything happens to Garrett Cole, that he's like, he's like the glue that's holding that team together as the mm-hmm. SP1. If he gets hurt for some reason, that team is in the toilet. No no closer right now. Clay Holmes might be removed from there. Nestor Cortez has struck throw. Michael King, baby. Michael King. So I think right now, if you can get the Yankees missing the playoffs at plus money, that's good value. All right. Thank you, Doc. And now we have never done this segment before. It's going to be a roundtable. So we are axing the bullpen segment because we have a friend named Dr. Mike Carter, who does bullpens on our network when he does the fancy baseball beat. And we don't want to cross wires. We want to make sure uh, Mike is one of the best that do it. So we want to let make sure if you guys are tuning into this network that you guys listen to his bullpen advice. So we're going to mix in some other different things on this show. Uh, one of these this week is going to be the round table to close it out. So Elsie, you are heading the round table. You are you could say at the the uh, head of the table here, yeah. doing the round table. So, what are we talking about? <clears throat> yeah, I just I just realized that uh, King Arthur had a round table, oh, and uh, so hey, you know I love that. King I Arthur's love that. round table. I mean, I'm, yeah. well, yeah, this just <laughs> fits. fits. I mean, <laughs> man, this is something I've been I've been aiming for my whole life. I wanted to be King Arthur since I was about four. You know, you know, this is the one thing when your name when you grow up, your name is Art. There's not a lot of things to hold on to. 
like I had Art Monk and King Arthur. Arthur <laughs> the Aardvark. Arthur the Aardvark. Yeah, I was a little bit. I was a little bit old for Arthur the Aardvark, but I was not too old for Arthur Rhodes, the the left-handed relief pitcher, who was <laughs> props to Arthur Rhodes, the left-handed relief pitcher. Um, but we've been the roundtable is something that we came up with. We wanted to, you know, there are topics, and now every this week everybody's talking about the rookie starting pitchers, and uh, and how much their debuts are, are 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 causing a stir on your on your fab bids. All the podcasts are talking about this. One thing I wanted to talk about, and I think we'll start with this, because a lot of our listeners don't play in fab leagues or they play in, in they play in traditional CBS, they play in traditional ESPN or other sort of fastest finger leagues, uh, head-to-head categories mm-hmm. or points leagues. Um, our home league is a points league. And I wanted to uh, to kind of point out that that a lot of these, you know, I wanted to put it to, to the round table um, to, to, to all of you guys. How how would you compare Let's say just starting off like a points league, uh, got pickup of a guy like, like, um, like Tanner Bybee or pick up like Bryce Miller or any of the other youngs, um, Louis Varlin, Brandon Fat, versus when you have weekly pickups mm-hmm. on something like a um, like a like a Fab League. Um, okay. I so how am I looking at them differently in fab compared to just picking them off the waiver wire? Yeah. Like say like, like where you can pick them up and drop them and, and maybe pick them up again. Would you, would you auto pick up a rookie or would you wait for them? Would you, would you have auto picked up? Did anyone, did you guys start uh, Brandon fat in any of your, in any of your first, like, let me look at the rake rookie debuts this week. Yeah. A few, few of the rookies. So um, Gavin Stone pitched against Philadelphia. He only went four innings, giving up eight hits and four earned runs. Brandon Fat gave up seven earned runs. Louis Varland, three of the big pickups this week, uh, three, three, uh, three of the big debuts this week. Varland, this is his second start, but he gave up four earned runs after a good start against the Yankees. These guys are, are going to be, a couple of these guys are going to be coming up for big money in fab this week. If you're in a fastest finger league, do you think it's best to, to wait a start or or does the excitement get you? What do you guys think? Would you guys throw them out there? Did you guys like fat against the Rangers? I think that's a good question. Here, here's the way I do it. For would you call them the fastest finger, fastest yeah, I like finger that. leagues? I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I pick them up right away, whether it's a 10, 12 team league, because and especially this year, there's been so many blowups. There's so many ER team ERAs are like five. or 4.50 you just need anybody that could possibly have that upside and so i may not in the smaller the league the smaller chance i'm actually going to start them but i'm definitely picking them up and in 15 team leagues i'm by i'm i'm one of those people every single week trying to pick up one of those new rookie new rookie pitchers just to see if you can get lightning in a bottle you know because i'm i am like jammed up with injuries and just underperforming starting pitchers so yeah i'm like i'm i'm super aggressive this year on that and usually i'm not but this year for sure yeah, I, I'm with um, Cheesecake to answer the first part of your question when you said, is it different from a points league like we play in that has two two shallow bench spots? Um, and it, it's do you want to reserve those guys? And the thing about a points league, too, is you don't have to base it off certain categories. You could pick up someone like a Josh Fleming that's a piggyback that can get you the win, and maybe you didn't know that he was going to come in in the second, but you knew that he was going to get a decent amount of the innings. Um 
so I'm I'm less likely to pick up the guys in that league, especially if you do have a transaction limit like we do. But the 15 team ones, I do think you have to be more aggressive on. When you even think about just like from the perspective of a lot of teams that we thought were going to be really good, the Dodgers, the Astros, pitchers that you probably overdrafted because you thought that they would get wins on a good team haven't been performing so far. So wins are just that much value, that much more valuable. I feel like to put it simply, you probably have a one or two roster spots that are very flexible of guys you're either streaming or guys that are on a very thin leash, short leash. And if you see one of those rookies come up, you're trying to take a shot on them because mm-hmm. if they end up becoming like a Spencer Strider or, you know, even not even necessarily that, but you know, something that's like where you George have Kirby to roster or George year. Kirby or like something like that, you have to take the chance. Uh, so fastest right. finger leagues, those players are getting picked up instantly. And then <laughs> in fab leagues, like that's why they do. And especially if they have high mm-hmm. strikeout numbers, like that's to me, the biggest thing I look at for when I'm looking at spending fab, for, mm-hmm. for minor leaguers is like, what are their, like, what's their K per nine? Like, what are, how, like, what's their stringing strike rates in AAA or AA if they're getting called up from there? Like, are they absolutely dominating the competition or they do they just have like a, a good ERA? Um, because bat missing, I think, is the best thing to look at when you're trying to pick up pitching prospects because that's going to be what translates the best to the bigs, as we saw with Mason Miller, who's been okay so far. Obviously, Bryce Miller in his first start looked really good. Uh, I want those that type of upside from pitching prospects. I don't want the ones that are going to come in, like Matthew Libertor from years past, uh, where he had like a I think barely under a K per nine mm-hmm. in AAA, and he came in the bigs and he wasn't striking anybody out and he was awful. And he's looked better this year in AAA, but you have to know what I think you want to look for in prospects you're going to take a chance on. Yeah, and it's interesting. One of the points that I wanted to to kind of tease out here about fab bidding as well. Um, I think we want to say that if you're in a, in a fastest finger league, if you're in a points league or something, you want one of these, you want a prospect. You want to be trying to get that, you know, maybe not everyone don't go in on everyone, pick one, try to get them on your roster. Um, in a fab league, it's interesting. This is a marketplace that we have imperfect information and we have no set prices on how much we pay for it. It's a blind bid. It's um, Taj was the first one that kind of sets the market, you know, then you kind of base off of Taj. Then we come to last weekend, last weekend in the main event, which is the, the, you know, obviously the highest pressure, the, the most, mm-hmm. uh, the most money involved league Tanner Bybee average bid was 323 His teammate, Logan Allen, 199 as, as an average bid, average bid in over 50 leagues. Um, Louis Varland was, uh, was picked up in a lot of leagues, average bit of 71. <clears throat> now Varland, um, I play in a, a couple of 15 team leagues and a couple of 12 leagues and I, uh, I don't play in the main event, but you know, the, the prices in TGFBI and, um, and in my DARF in, in my earth league, my dark in DARF were in the high ones and low twos. Uh, I had a few three hundreds. I think I had a, uh, the highest bid was 245 uh, for Taj, I think. There was a couple 200 bids. But, like, you're going to have to to get money. These are – put money out. Now Now funds are down for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have now another one coming out, Bryce Miller. As you said, David, he, 
he might be the best one of the bunch, especially since Taj is not in the bigs. Your funds are down a little bit. Maybe you've spent $98 on Jaron Duran like I did. Maybe you spent $110 on a closer or something that you needed early in the season. At this point, are you guys thinking, like, I got to base my bids off of the winning bids for these guys before? Or are you thinking more in relation, saving money, like I'm going to bid a percentage? And and because there's going to be these – there might be a couple more of these bid periods later in the season. Uh, for me, I'm more aggressive right now. And the reason being is that there's more season, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can get a, a pitcher now, even if they go 80, you know, 80 to 100 innings, I mean, that's the rest of the season pretty much at this point. So I'm fully in and anybody, I don't know. Was there like two, three, four more weeks of prospects coming up? And I, I don't, I don't know if there's any bigger ones coming up after Miller. So for me, I'm going, I'm all in this weekend. Catch me spending money. I'm going to be spending money like crazy. I guarantee I spend close to 300 on Miller this weekend. And I spent. Hear that, hear that Marty's teammates outbid him. I spent 198 on Mason Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have a little over half my Fab left in TGFBI, uh, which is the only Fab league I'm doing this year. Um, so that. I've been a little bit more aggressive, like Marty said earlier, like more season left. Um, a lot of times, like the better prospects are getting called up earlier, like too. So like, you know, later on in the season, that's not always the case. So uh, definitely that's, I'm, I'm echoing what Marty says too. And as Uncle Ted says, uh, take more chances on the players way sooner before they hit the mainstream. Yeah. And that's I one wanna, of the things, go ahead, Doc. I want to kind of piggyback off a point because you brought up that Taj Bradley was the first one to get called up. And that's a guy that I spent, I think, 213 on in fab because I was aggressive right away. But I think it's important to and this is a lesson that I've learned because he got demoted his team context like that. People were surprised. But I think when you realize that it was the Rays doing that, I mean, he went three and oh and struck out 23 batters in 15 innings in his time. He did nothing to get demoted. But they wanted to, you know, quote unquote, manage, you know, his service timer. They said that there was things he needed to work on in the minors. You know, maybe something to think about with with Mason Miller is like if the A's are out of contention and they want to control his service time for another bit, they might have him pitch every fifth or every sixth day. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they demote him, maybe they skip an outing. So I think you have to figure out the team context also. Yeah, I think that played a role in Tanner Bybee being a bit more expensive. Well, one, because there are less of these players to come up, as we've talked about. It's a scarcity, uh, a scarce resource that's becoming scarcer and scarcer with each uh, each prospect that gets bid on. Um, mm-hmm. And Miller, of course, being so good in his first start, people, this is every you know, people might think this is my last chance to get one of these guys. But you know, we talked about earlier, Luis Ortiz coming up next week. He's he might he's not on this level. But there's other pitchers to come up. The problem is everyone's been looking at the waiver wire and uh, not a lot there in the veterans. There's not streamers there. Uh, Marty said, you know, Marty knows he looks at the two two star pitchers every week. Mm -hmm. Nothing to get. So, you know, these guys are the ones you get. These guys are the ones who look like they're the only ones who might have some upside. No, I agree. Uh, That's I think you get you. Yeah, you're kind of tantalizing or tantalize the chance that they could be the the pitcher that you add on your team that makes 
the entire difference. So I, I can understand it. Um, and it's, it's a real thing. That's why, you know, that's, I think what becomes the most exciting thing for fantasy is like, who's the next breakout? Like, Oh, like again, last year, Spencer Strider, like picked him up early, kept it up all year. Like was the pit, but basically the breakout pitcher of the season. Like everybody wants that. Everybody wants to like, especially if they, they feel like they can tell who it's going to be based on like, you know, Mason Miller was called that by many people. Um, so that you hear that by a few people and then everybody's going crazy throwing a third of their fab out there. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And so now you look at a couple, um, look at the next starts. I, I pulled up a lot of the, the big ones that have come up. Louis Varland has, a has, I think, yeah, scheduled for a two-step San Diego and Cubs maybe next week. He might pull that two-step Tanner Bybee, uh, Detroit and the angels. Um, Logan Allen has Minnesota and the angels. So, um, these are the next starts. Mason Miller, who 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 battled Bryce, had a no hitter going in that in that game. Uh, Matt, Mason Miller uh, looks looks legit, like you said. Brandon Fat, you know they're gonna they're gonna give him a chance to to right the ship. I know um, I know that uh, that uh, he really got lit up, and and uh, they had no trouble seeing seeing his pitches and 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 smoke at it something like 10 balls were hit over 100 miles per hour against him in his first start it was brutal they were just mm-hmm. waiting on the slider it was brutal yeah yeah i saw i yeah they were talking about that uh on 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 in this league yeah. <laughs> um and stone has the next start i think at milwaukee is thing is the other one there um so do you guys think now t- about Stone. Stone's uh, someone who you might be bidding on this weekend, but he came up, didn't look that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, you know, there's still some confidence in him. He, you know, he uh, he has a good sinker. He throws a splitter, I think, as well. Um, he might be an inconsistent guy, but perhaps a team streamer with that team context. Or what do you guys think? A small bid on Stone after that start? I would throw down like if you need somebody, I'd say you know like twenty, thirty bucks, and just see if you get them. Yeah, you know no maybe more. not start them until you until you see something. But yeah, because I mean last time I was pretty brutal, but I mean it's the Dodgers and the Dodgers we trust, man. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, more so gonna- that team than most others, right? Where I would like, you know, the, the, they'll work on them. Yeah, Syndergaard hasn't looked good in that rotation. He might have a chance to 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 get something. Pepio's not back from the from the from the IL yet. Kershaw will get hurt at some point, or they'll stay it, or they'll rest them too. Like they'll keep him fresh for the playoffs. Like they'll give him a phantom IL stint. Yeah. So Stone, someone you might. I don't know. You know. And 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 yeah. Maybe you get it. Maybe maybe you're not too in need. Throw a couple bucks, f- throw like 10, 11. I like the, the odd numbers, 13. Um, I, I don't hate that. He's He has some potential. He had a t- tough first start, uh, gave up a real tough first start against Philadelphia. But Philadelphia is no pushover. So uh, I might be throwing – he might be someone like a consolation prize if you're going in this Miller th- this weekend and th- you don't end up with, uh, with Miller. But uh, – but, uh, you know, there's like w- th- some of these guys like 
Rob DiPietro, I remember he put out a tweet where it was like, you know, none, Mason Miller wasn't drafted in any any uh, draft champions coming in this week this year. We didn't know anything about some of these guys. Yep. Um, what about keeping two hundred aside for a late season? Maybe one hundred and fifty aside for a late season hammer that you can get a, a big bid in later. What do you how, guys think? About? How, how deep? Like saying, saying you're one of your 15 team leagues. No, like, I'm sorry. Uh, like how deep into the season? Like what month do we? August for maybe trade deadline. You want to have a big. Yeah, I would, I would let, I would, I would spend it. Yeah. Maybe you need a closer in August. Maybe there's a trade deadline pickup. Um, I don't know. I Like you want to definitely have money at the end of the season. You want to have hundred bucks for the last month. Maybe at least. I disagree with that. I, I, I like about a hundred. You can't take it to the grave with you. You got to spend it. Probably a third of the people in your league check out in the last month if they're not contending anyway. Well, I think I think you want to be able to, especially if you are contending, you want to be able to make some moves the last couple of weeks. Like last season, I jumped from fifth to second in my TGFBI league, and it, it the, in the last like four four day week of the season. And I made, cause I made like six moves to improve some like, like saves. I think I needed saves. So I got, I managed to get pull, pull one save, a couple saves in by picking up six relief fishers, um, stuff like that. Um, you want to, you want to have some money at the end to do little tech techniques like that. Tactics yeah. like that. I agree. That's what I I do I do I and you know that's one thing like I'm 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 getting more reps in these in these fab leagues, and uh, you know that's that to me that makes sense. I'm naturally a frugal person though, so <laughs> there we go. Well, I think that was a pretty good roundtable uh, for this week. Don't want to appreciate everybody that was hanging out with us. We try to go about an hour, so we were a little longer today, but it was all good discussion, and we hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please, please make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel. Tell your friends, tell your family, uh, anybody that likes baseball or fantasy baseball, come check us out. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, you can find us there every single week too. Just subscribe to the Triple Play Fantasy Podcast Network. You'll get us, you'll get the Fantasy Baseball Beat, which interviews beat writers across very different teams, and you'll get people in the fantasy industry hopping on there. And then you also get the call-up, which is our prospect pod. Uh, so, so many great stuff here at Triple Play Fantasy for baseball content. All you need, baby. Get you every every angle. We got you. Exactly. I can't think of one angle we don't cover. Maybe uh, there's not a there's not a strictly hitters pod. That'd be kind of dope. Maybe we can work that in. Um, but I think that's going to be it for the night for a little cheesecake for Doc, for Marty Party. I'm D. Mendy. We're going to make like a bread truck, and we're going to haul these buns. We will talk to you guys week seven.